Seems like every week there is a new TikTok craze, everything from feta pasta recipes to parents imitating their children. The latest, feeding your dog chicken with hot sauce. As some dogs chow down and then have a delayed reaction. Other dogs sniff it and refuse to eat it. Bottom line, vets are warning it's dangerous. One owner did it so many times that their dog ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis. Spicy foods are really bad for pets and can cause stomach problems and burning of their esophagus. I was going to say, it just sounds mean. Why would you do that to your poor little furry friend? Do the spicy sauce on chicken trend on TikTok. Not good. Do you know someone who is relentlessly upbeat coming up? (laughs) Believe it or not, there's something called toxic positivity. Okay, so would you believe there is such a thing as toxic positivity? Yes. In what universe can being positive and upbeat be a negative thing? Oh, no, I can totally see that. Because it can be detrimental. I mean, if you're just Pollyanna and you're ignoring mm-hmm. reality just to stay upbeat and positive, yeah, that can, that can be a huge yeah, problem. You nailed it. Uh, the challenge is feelings like grief, sadness, and fear can actually help us heal Maybe you're always trying to put on a happy spin on bad news, only putting the positive sides of your life on Instagram while pretending everything is always okay. It's just not healthy. It's yeah. not the healthiest thing. Just look at Jesus. I mean, right. He, he was not, he would not have been a self-help positive yeah. seminar guy. And they say in order to be a better friend, parent, or spouse, don't dismiss people's feelings. By flippantly telling them, hey, you need to just look on the bright side. It's going to be fine. Uh, instead, acknowledge what they're going through is hard and ask how you can help. Hmm. And be ready for them to go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then don't try to just don't listen. try to solve it after that. Right. Exactly. So did you hear the big news? The pandemic is changing the way we're wearing our jeans. We're going to talk about it next. Did you hear the big news? The pandemic has changed the way that we wear our jeans. A little bit lower. <laughs> we want them big and baggy because of COVID curves, as I've chosen to call them, instead of pandemic pounds. Don't want to have to stuff my COVID curves into tight, skinny jeans where you get a... So does this mean like uh, back in the 90s, people were wearing baggy jeans that Mm -hmm. they're coming back? They're back. And people are paying up to $1,000 for these ginormous jeans. Yeah, the big fashion. Are we talking like MC Hammer pants? They're huge. They're huge. This one uh, photo of Ralph Lauren wearing these ginormous wide legged pants. And I'm not talking bell bottoms. I'm talking like the legs start wide at the top Mm -hmm. and go all the way down. I think I know Um, what you're talking about. This picture from Ralph Lauren back in 2005 is recirculating and uh, people are like, oh, these are the kind of jeans I need because we know we've Hmm. been wearing sweatpants for a year, yoga pants. You put on a pair of jeans and all of a sudden it's like, oh, so uncomfortable. (laughs) So we'll know. We will know for sure that this is a thing if uh, your praise and worship band if they're not wearing skinny jeans soon. Potentially. But they're switching to these bigger, yeah. bigger jeans. Then you'll then know. Then you'll know this is really going to stick. I mean, the in big, a year, we'll, be looking at, we'll, will it be odd to see a praise and worship leader without skinny jeans and a beard down to his chest? <laughs> Maybe. I, all I know is that I jump on fashion trends when they hit the clearance rack. Ah. That's when... Maybe I'll like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know this was in three years ago, but look at the price. <laughs> it's 
So you might be on the baggy jean bandwagon two, three years from now. Right. Just in time That's for the just up. in time for the next global pandemic. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> you'll be you'll be ahead of the curve. Ha uh-huh. ha. Get uh-huh. it? The curve. So you know in the moment of reckoning you were talking about how these big baggy jeans are coming back in because of uh <clears throat> You call them COVID curves, COVID curves. <laughs> instead of pandemic pounds. The big reckoning, now that it's starting to get warmer, people are going to get their spring and summer clothes back out. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? That's why I wear loose flowing dresses in the spring. See, when you go, you go to put on those shorts that you bought, maybe... Maybe, uh, you know, like at the end of the summer last year when you, hey, man, I've been working out, I've been doing, been been really hitting the gym, looking good, feeling good. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of new clothes. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) What child fit in these? Oh, that was me. (laughs) Not good. That's okay. We've all been through a lot. We we deserve to have gained a few pounds, right? (sighs) I guess. It's I mean, you guess absolutely it's been a struggle for me. After, after I'm the, personalizing this too much. The year plus that we've all been through, give, give ourselves a break. Yeah, that's true. If you have six pack abs after the year we've been through, you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> How do you feel about chores? Are there some that you just dread doing? Maybe procrastinate as long as you can. Uh, they did a new survey that ca- and came up with the top 10 of our least favorite chores. Um, do you have uh, a guess, Kev, some of our least favorite? Um, the yard work in general. Cleaning yeah. the gutters. Um, what else? Uh, I was going to a little stuff like taking out of the trash shouldn't be a big deal. Doing the dishes. Yeah. Okay. So let's see what they said. Most of us don't mind wiping down the counters. Uh, taking out the trash wasn't too bad. Those came in at 10 and 9. Dealing with clutter came in at number eight. Vacuuming, mopping the floors, ironing, dusting came in at number four. And there was a three-way tie for our most dreaded household chores. Cleaning the bathroom, doing the dishes, and doing the laundry. Hmm. Mine is definitely ironing. That came in at number five. I just do not like to iron. Yeah. So this was stuff in the house. This was not Chores. around the yeah, house. Yeah, I guess they were talking about indoor stuff. Yeah, indoor stuff. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm, that's a complete and total list of everything I don't like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. We're talking about chores. What is it you'd rather pay someone to do? Like, if, if you were one of, the, one of those people that have money to burn, mm. what would you take off of your list? Like, no, what would the first thing be like, I am sourcing this out. I am paying someone else to... Cut the grass or paint that. What would what would it be that you would spend your hard-earned money on so you wouldn't have to do it anymore? Taylor, has anything come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll find out what Taylor would outsource next. So if you could outsource some chores around your house, Taylor, what would, what would you uh, pay someone to do? You'd rather um, not do it. Well, I'm going to dream big. I'm not going to just pick one. I would like to experience, I think, just once... That feeling when you walk back into the house and someone cleaned it while you're gone. I do not know what that's like. Mm. I did it myself in college. I would go clean homes to make money to pay for my books and stuff like that. And I remember I did everything from like 
I got all the cruddy hair out of the shower. Like I, Ooh, it was just, ew, oh, ew, I would just ew, about ew. gag. It's bad enough when it's your own. Yeah. And I would have these gloves on and I'd have a tissue and I'd be like, oh, don't look, don't look. And, and then I would vacuum my way out of the rooms so there was no footprints. Like it was just like fresh wow. and clean. Look at you. And I would do it for this family. I think it was every Friday. Mm-hmm. And I always thought like, wow. What's it like to be that mom? Like she comes home after work on Fridays, picks up her kid at daycare. She gets home and her house is immaculate. I even had to dust the blinds and move everything off the kitchen counters and clean the counters. They had a checklist for me. And I just think it'd be like, what's that like to end your week and you walk in and your house is just there you go, Glenn. Like everything is done. I think, uh, I think Glenn knows what he needs to get you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Someone to clean the house Yeah, one like time? a maid to come in and clean the house one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I'd the like dream, to experience it The dream is every Friday, right? <laughs> if you're dreaming, dream big, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. So are you guilty of like when your kids come home from school? Of just badgering them with questions or when they come home from, I don't know, a retreat or something. You're like, okay, so tell me every, every little detail. And they're like, mom, dad, I just want to go to my room for a minute. Have you ever been that parent? I'd like to say I haven't been, but I was just that parent yesterday. I'll tell you what I did next. All right, so I, I was guilty of being that parent with my daughter the other day. She got this new job and it's one of those uh, places where they sell earrings and accessories and that kind of stuff. Well, she walked in the door and she looked great. She was dressed from work and she had her little button on from work with her name and there was a ribbon coming off of it and it said, ask me about free ear piercing. Oh no. <laughs> she was asking for it, wearing that in front of you. I said, hey, hey, April, hey, April, how do I get free ear piercing? We pierce my ears for free. It says we'll pierce my ears for free. We give me free ear piercing. And she's like, Dad, please stop. It's like, no, 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 no. You're wearing the button. It says, ask me. So I'm asking you, tell me about free ear piercing. And she goes, fine. And she took the button off, put it down on the counter. And she went there. I'm not wearing it anymore. (laughs) And she said, this is just like when I worked at the movie theater. And every time you came in, you would ask me for a combo. And I would tell you. We don't sell combos. And I would go, yes, you do. I would like a combo. We don't have combos, Dad. (laughs) One time I insisted so much at the movie theater that they had combos that she asked someone else to come and wait on me. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wondered what it was like to have Kevin Avery as your dad, now you know. Well, the whole combo thing started because she said people will come in and say, yeah, I'd like a combo. And we'd say we don't have combos and they would insist that we do. And she said, and we don't. I'd point to the the menu above me and go, look, if you can show me where there's a combo on there, I'll be happy to ring it up for you. But we don't have combos and people would insist and I said, you know what I would do? I would just say, like, okay, one combo. And then just ring them up separately <laughs> yeah. and let them think they got a deal. <laughs> Are they going to check? Are they going to do the math in their head? Well, I guess maybe they would. <laughs> <laughs> what if you said, our combo comes with a bucket of popcorn, a large drink, three candies, and a thing of nachos. That'll be $500. <laughs> right. There's your combo. <laughs> Have you ever found a recipe that is so touted, so built up with hype that you have ridiculous expectations for how it's going to turn out? (laughs) Um, I found a recipe that is called the perfect chocolate chip cookie. Okay. And there's some things that they've done different. Um, First of all, you brown the butter. 
Okay. Like almost caramelize it. Sounds so good. you brown the butter. You definitely have to use bread flour because they said there's more protein in bread flour and that'll make the cookies chewy. Okay. Um, you use not mm. just chocolate chips, but you take a, a bar of dark chocolate and chop it up and include that as well. Mm. Um, oh, and there is a teaspoon of espresso powder. So have you in made these too. said cookies? I am going to make them tonight Ooh. and bring them in tomorrow Ooh. for the show. For you, me, oh, and our producer, Griffin. Now we're talking. How does that sound? Sounds great. Even though I just said I'm glad that I'm down to the last of my Thin Mints. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> now we're moving on to double. It sounds like yes. double chocolate chocolate chip. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. I, I'm so skeptical because they go on and on about the science behind this perfect cookie. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Like, you have to chill the dough for at least an hour first. There's all these steps. But we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow on the Kevin and Taylor Show. Is it indeed the perfect chocolate chip cookie? Kudos to you for doing that on a school night. Yeah. (laughs) Not on a weekend. Thanks. (laughs) I'm impressed. (laughs) Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! Remember the little girl, Allie, who made a doorbell video to sell Girl Scout cookies since she couldn't go door to door? Would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? Would you like one? One, two, or three, or four, or five? <laughs> the video ended up going viral. She's so adorable. Her cuteness and confidence was irresistible. And thanks to that video, Allie ended up selling close to 4,000 boxes of cookies. Well, guess what? Allie has now donated more than 1,000 boxes of cookies to nursing homes, hospitals, and healthcare workers. She wanted to cheer up elderly people who weren't able to get any visitors this year. So she just like <laughs> keeps doing more and more and more. It all started with that video mom had her make. I, I needed her to stay away from, from my house because I'm on the last sleeve of Thin Mints. Oh. We had double Thin Mint invasion at my house. First from my buddy Mike. His daughter was selling them and bought two boxes of Thin Mints from her. I thought we were done. And then my daughter, April, came home with a couple of boxes. Her boyfriend said, hey, he knew you liked Thin Mints, so he bought a couple of boxes for you. And I thought, well, letter number A, sweet brown nosing. Way to go, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) But number two, I'm finally on my last sleeve of those things. So no more. You sure there's not any hidden in the freezer no, somewhere? I don't care how cute the kid is. People no like them frozen. More, no more Thin Mints in my house. Coming up, what do you find physically attractive about your other half? What do you find physically attractive about your other half? My dad always says the first thing he noticed about my mom was her smile. Hmm. Well, they asked single women what they find attractive in a man, the guy they're looking to marry, and nearly 75% of single women shared that they are a fan of the dad bod, meaning they like a figure that isn't super chiseled. More than 20% of those surveyed also shared that body type really just doesn't matter when it comes to finding their husband. They prefer to focus on personality over looks. And uh, I wonder if this has a lot of single guys guessing all those hours they spent in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) My nephew, Lance, he's single and really wants to meet the right woman. He wants Mm -hmm. to get married. Um, And he goes to the gym sometimes twice a day. Mm Mm-hmm. That's and he has the six-pack abs the whole bit. Oh, yeah. His, he is, he's got the guns, your, everything. Um, your aunt advice for him should be you should let yourself go. 
<laughs> You'll find the woman of your dreams. Right. If you just stop going to the gym. Stop taking care of yourself. So Maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's the nurturing side of, of women. They they see the dad bod and they go, he needs help. I'm just a gal for him. Or maybe they think he's not self-centered because he's not always like pumping iron in front of a mirror, <laughs> which I'm not saying that about my nephew at all. He is not self-centered, but some could could some construe could be, that from yes. seeing how fit he is. Yes. Got it. I got it. So the dad bod, that's what the ladies are saying they like in a guy, huh? Yeah, they're right. loving it. As a dad of four, I got to say, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Can you wait and only say that in front of Tracy, please? <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm wondering. what What is it about your better half that first attracted you to them? Was it the smile? Was it their laugh? Was it that they were just genuinely kind and nice? What was it for you hey pam we're talking about what is it that attracted you to your better half initially what was it definitely smile i'm in the orthodontic business for 36 years so by default that's something i notice instantly so definitely smile the smile (laughs) and he had a good one he had a great one plus facial hair by the way Oh, you like a beard, too. Okay. Okay. How about the dad bod? What's your opinion on that? Well, we met later in life, so yes, that was definitely a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Talking about what is it that first attracted you to your better half. Now, my wife, Tracy, and I, uh, we first met in high school, and I was highly, highly interested in her, and she had me firmly in the friend zone. Like, not interested at all. And I can still remember the first time I saw Tracy was in an acting arts class, and she was a pom-pom girl. And she walked in in a little pom-pom outfit. She had red hair and these bright blue eyes and freckles, and that's, that's what got me. And then later in life, I learned that red hair, freckles, and blue eyes is the rarest hair skin eye combination in the world it's like less than one percent of the population has that combination so no wonder she caught my eye and stuff and then as you know you grow to know somebody what what you may have been physically attracted to at first is only that starts to pale in comparison to the person that you fall in love with and she's just i can't imagine life without her i mean she's tracy and i have been been a part of each other's lives for like three quarters of our lives now, awesome. something like that. Yeah. Life without her would be just weird. The first time I ever met Glenn was in, my friend Rachel, who is one of my roommates, introduced me to him in the school cafeteria. And he was a year ahead of me. And I said, oh, what are you going to do after graduation? He's like, I'm thinking about law school. And I remember inside my head, I was like, well, la-ti-da, I'm going to law school. And I just, I don't know, I just thought it sounded kind of fancy and like, wow. And then we started to get to know each other on a trip called Wheaton in the Holy Lands. So I had my first conversation with him uh, at a basketball hoop in Greece, in Athens, Greece. And I was like, man, this guy is really fun to talk to. He's a great conversationalist. Like, this, is, this is the basketball hoop that Socrates used to shoot his free throws at. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> and then as the trip got, went by, I just kept noticing him. He always sat in the front of the bus because he wanted to see everything. And I, I'd like anticipate getting on the bus because like, oh, there he is. Hmm. There's Glenn. And then one time like I was goofing around with some friends and I found him on the roof of the Institute of the Holy Land Studies reading his Bible and talking to some cats that were up there. I had never met someone who talks to animals more than my husband. And uh, 
I just I I was smitten. By the time we got to Italy, I was totally in love. Oh, and nobody knew on the trip. We kept it a secret. So when we got back to co- college and we were on campus, we were a couple. People were like, "No way, you two? We're like, "Yep." <laughs> are you sick, or are you just dehydrated? Turns out a lot of the symptoms from dehydration feel like we caught some type of virus. But mm. often, if we just start drinking water, we're going to feel better. So if you have a headache, you feel dizzy, if you're constantly feeling tired, have a dry mouth, a tummy ache, or constipation, could be the perfect remedy is cool, a cool, tall glass of H2O. Mm. Instead of popping a pill or taking a nap when you don't feel well, the first thing you should try is water. Could be you're just dehydrated. I'm having a, a cup of water right now. Good for you. Soaked in coffee beans. <laughs> oh, which is a diuretic. Coffee Remember beans you, soaked in water. You know how many people I've told about the book you read called The Body's Many Maybe Cries for, for Water? water cries I never water. read it, yet I feel like you did because you told me so much about it Good every book. day. Yeah, that's why I'm drinking my coffee water right now. He would. This doctor would get people off their medications by just trying hydration first. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, does the body good. <laughs> so Taylor, there's a battle going on in my house between between everyone, me and my wife, the kids, everybody. A battle for the attention of our dogs, <laughs> and I think someone has taken the lead, and I know why. I'll tell you why next. So there's a battle going on in our house. My wife and I have this battle going. Our kids have it going on. It's between each other. It goes between all of us, and it's for the attention of our dogs. We all like to be perceived as the one the dogs love the most. Now, <laughs> proving that your family makes everything a competition. Well, no, we're not the only ones. I'm sure there are plenty <laughs> of families that do this with their dogs. Come on, tell me you don't want Alex to be more affectionate and loving towards you rather than Glenn. Well, sadly, totally I lost like that. that years ago when Glenn started working from home more. Yeah. There you go. He's her person. So, yeah, my wife has had, she's had the leg up for years with all the dogs because, you know, the kids would be off at school. She'd wake up with the dogs. She'd let them out. She'd feed them. She'd play with them the whole bit. But in the last year, people have been home a lot more. So the playing field is a lot, a lot more level. And my daughter, April, I believe, has taken the lead over all of us. And I found out last night why. She's sneaking them food. She has a secret snash of dog treats in her bedroom. Because all of a sudden we're wondering, why does Marco want to hang out with April all the time? It was like a switch went off. And all of a sudden, he wants to be in in her room all the time. (laughs) And it's because, and it's not like, you know, I don't don't want to name any brands, but it's not like cheap, like nasty cardboard tasting dog treats. She's got like the real meaty kind. And is she letting mom and dad fund said treats or is she buying them with her own money? Oh, (laughs) <laughs> buying them we're paying for them that's hilarious yeah so she's stealing the affection of my dog and i'm paying for it <laughs> so what's going to be the end game are you going to start having treats too and suddenly marco's putting on too much weight <laughs> marco has pandemic pounds because alex will talk me into a treat when glenn's not looking mm-hmm. and then talk glenn into a treat and i'll be like i just gave her a treat and he's like well she's worth it she's elderly <laughs> i don't know how all this plays out but april has taken the lead for the time being our producer griffin checks in with us this time of the show and he says he and his wife sarah they're having a disagreement about griff's appearance <laughs> i cannot wait to find out what this is about 
So, Griff, what is it that Sarah wants you to change about your appearance? Well, we've talked about on the show, I'm losing my hair. I'm balding. Uh, I had no idea. No idea. Because you wear a hat every day. It's hard to tell. (laughs) Um, Well, lately, the past few years, I've just buzzed my head when I need to get my hair cut. I just, all the way, no guard, just buzz it down. She wants you to get a toupee. No. Uh, I say yes. I would do that. I would do that. I'm serious. I say yes. But, you would? But, yeah, yeah. but the one thing is it has to intentionally be ill-fitting. No. No. They make really realistic ones. No, I looked into it. Oh. No, but I want to grow. Just let my hair grow. Okay. Because I haven't done that in a while and just kind of see what it does. See what it looks yeah. like. And I've kind of done it now for about maybe two months. Okay. And I'm hoping I can get it to the point where I can like slick it back. Maybe cover that ball. Swirl it up, yeah, yeah, and do some hairspray. Yeah, whatever. And, yeah, make it look like <laughs> top hair. Sarah says no way, can't happen. Buzz your hair, please. Is this a so you're talking like a comb over type thing? You yeah, want to like do? you know, just I just, I don't know. Just see how much it grows. <laughs> and hey. Then, Famous people have made it look really realistic. Yeah. So it was worth a try. Yeah, and Why if fa- not? And if famous people do it, it can't be wrong. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying they pull it off. Like they, I don't want to name names. Name a name. His daughter outed him, but Who? it's quite a process. Who? President, former President Trump. Really? Oh, yeah. He would grow it really long. And he had, she explained before he became president, the process of like swirling it up around on the top of his head and like. Mm. There's all this hairspray that holds it. And then there's been videos catching where uh-huh. the wind pulls it up. I mean, you see And you those? would see it? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you could totally, you try it. Yeah. I am almost old enough to run for president. So. Ooh. Well, speaking of presidents, in the show that we are completely bipartisan here, have you seen any pictures of President Biden from back in the day? Yes. Yeah, his hair has miraculously come back, too. Yes. <laughs> what happened there? Is he combing it over, too? I don't know what he's doing, but pictures from, like, the 70s and 80s, there was a significant Now Griffin's going to research. And it's, yeah, and it's, <laughs> gone, it's gone now. What are these guys doing? So, yeah, what are they, what are they doing? Can you, well, you have your hat on. Can you take your hat off? Can we see this growth? Yeah. Can we see this? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I got That's good. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Sarah yeah. should totally be game. I mean, it's just hair. It can yeah, you, you can once. cut it back off. Why you can buzz it off anytime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She'll well, buzz I'm it sleepy. off in your sleep. <laughs> like Samson. <laughs> First of all, high five and kudos to Griff. That was pretty brave of him to say, like, hey, I'm losing my hair and I'm saying I'm going to grow it out and do some creative combing to make mm-hmm. it look like a full head of hair and his wife is not on board with it. Thing about Griff, <laughs> thing about Griff that's interesting too is he wears a hat every day. Mm-hmm. Like ev- I mean like 24/7 all day yeah. every day. I think he wears a, a, a baseball hat to church. Like he's got this hat on, it's like <laughs> no. attached to his head and he looks like he's 10 years old when he's got the hat on. Mm-hmm. And he takes the hat off and he looks like a completely different person. Like yeah. totally different person. So it'll be interesting to see how this experiment goes. I it's going to be tough because you want your wife to think you're hot. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling she's going to win and he'll come in with it buzzed after a couple of weeks. But I'm for him trying it out. Like, it's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> it's like, it's just hair. <laughs> you're for him growing. It's not going to hurt anything and he's not my husband, so. <laughs> oh, Glenn and I. say I, go for it. <laughs> Glenn and I have an ongoing thing with his hair. Right when I'm really liking it, and I'll go, oh my gosh, your hair looks so good. He's like. I was going to the barbershop tomorrow. I was like, no. He's like, you always want me to keep it longer. And I'm like, yes, it looks good that way. And he, he can't stand when it gets too long. Hmm. He thinks it gets way too thick hmm. in the back. So like, yours should be the only, only opinion. Yours should be the only vote in that 
uh, in that election. Oh, I never get the vote. It's Glenn doing what feels good for his hair. Yeah. Yeah. And what's comfortable for him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.